0: Hello podcast listeners, we want to play a game. All you have to do is listen to this episode of America's Most Moral Podcast, The Pod People. But beware, for if you do not, you will go to your grave never knowing the secrets locked within the Book of Saw. I'm Big Saw,
1: Matisse Van Rossum. No! No, that was mine! Was that a game? No, no, it was was though it was, better. it was mine was i'm the notorious big saw oh,
2: oh no. no oh well fuck.
0: well that was the twist all along we're wow. already on a spiral boys oh, no. <laughs> well, spiral. well, well thankfully
2: i do a number two with my rifle on bed sheets <laughs> i'm
1: just a just a big puppet i was i was teeth was pulling my strings the whole time i'm a Little Piggy Puppet. uh, (laughs) Little Piggy
0: Puppet's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, Little Piggy Puppet, uh, Cleveland Mosher. (laughs) Well, we're off to a great start. The best. This evening, we're going to be talking about another brand new film. We're going to be talking about the once again, long anticipated Spiral from the Book of Saw, the film with the worst title to come out this year, uh, directed by Darren Lynn Bousman and starring Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, and Max Minghella.
1: I think we've talked about this off the podcast. I think the title's fine. I think it says what the movie was trying to say. Hey, all I'll say is the book was better.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Well, the Saw franchise is trying to make another go of it. This is the ninth film in the franchise, uh, but it has been four years since the last entry, which was Jigsaw, uh, which was talked about on our fourth episode ever of the podcast. And Cleveland's first appearance on the show. It was. uh, Before he was a regular co-host. Yeah, and
2: little did I know, but that Jigsaw movie was directed by the guys who directed Daybreakers, which we covered recently. Spheric
0: Brothers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Makes so much sense. (laughs) God, (laughs) Um, that makes so much sense.
0: Well, to prepare ourselves for this one, Ben and I rewatched the entire franchise. Yes. um, Leading up to Spiral... Uh, this is my first time seeing a lot of these movies since high school. I think the Saw franchise is maybe the only like uh, extended horror franchise where I've seen every entry. It's certainly the only one where I've seen every entry more than once. Yeah. Well, it's
2: interesting because the Saw series is one of those series where one of the few series where all uh, I don't think they're good. But I heartily enjoy the series Pretty much as all a whole. Of them, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we talk about how you guys chose
1: to do a rewatch of the full franchise leading up to this movie? Um, I politely declined on sticking around for the, the whole event, watching all, how how fucking many of them are there?
0: Eight, and now nine. Now, now nine, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I, I declined on... Uh, we I'm watched watching, all late
0: in about a week, and in about the span of a week.
1: Yeah, uh, back to backing uh, saw movies d- d- didn't really have much appeal to me. I love the first few, but I did I did rewatch the first, second, third, and I believe fourth with you guys. So I watched about half. My perspective of it changed after uh, watching it again because the last time I'd I'd seen the original or the sequel or and whatnot was. Uh, Years and years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I recapped before our our last podcast episode on on it. Also years ago, so it's been a very long time yeah. since I had mm-hmm. like seen the original and the the second. And my perspective changed a little bit uh, as my tastes uh, have, have definitely changed uh, in that that long span of time. Uh, when I first watched Saw, like the first Saw movie, um, I saw the second one first, like as a kid. You know, and I was I was mortified by it. I thought it was incredible and uh, really spooky and legitimately terrifying. And then uh I watched the the first one around 20 like 13, you know or so, and I was impressed and surprised by like how much of a thriller it was uh compared yeah. to where the franchise goes immediately after. Uh the
0: first one remains the most grounded by far. And when, it's still pretty convoluted, but yes. it's it It's definitely the most grounded. But when you pit it
1: against the, the reception and like all the drama and talk, the cultural dialogue about these movies, it it doesn't really add up to me. The first Saw movie is as bad as like, any other, like, detective, like, thriller at the time, like, Seven or yeah. whatever else. Like, to me, that the traps aren't so gruesome and aren't so shown to really bring it into, like, horror porn at all. Like, as a matter of fact, like, like the, the titular scene where, like, he he cuts into his leg, like, it cuts away from that. Right. Like, we don't even see that in, like, in full. Unlike the, the latter films where it, yeah. it, it is all about that and it does become essentially torture porn. But... The, the first movie, I, I would hardly even classify it as that. Like, I would, I would say, like, it's a, it's a horror thriller. Like, it's a horror detective thriller. So when the trailer for this movie came out, I was pretty excited because it looked like a, a return to that. And so we were talking about, oh, how much would it get into that? How much wouldn't it? But before we do, I also want to talk about 2, 3, and et cetera, and those changing perspectives. Really, just in short, from me, those movies are real fucking goofy. Like, holy shit, those are some goofy-ass movies. Yeah,
2: and I think that's why this series has its recognition, is because it's campy and fun. Like, it gets grotesque, for sure. And torture porn is a very valid classification for the... Yeah, it's
0: exploitation, (laughs) Um, for sure. Definitely. Especially the later ones. Like, I think... Even though 2 and 3 are considerably more violent and bloody than the first one, I don't think they get truly gratuitous until we start to get to like 4 and then really in like 5, 6, and 7 where it's like insanely gory. So what I'll say about
1: like your take there is I agree that – like two through four or so like are not as gratuitous as the latter ones like where they just dive in headfirst and it becomes like only and all about that like yeah. like the torture porn thing has just been like was marketed so heavily and it, it just like echo chambered in on itself until it was all and about a certain, that
0: there's a certain but, point where they stop caring so much about the intrigue and i say intrigue with big air quotes <laughs> uh but where they stop caring about the intrigue and really just say look people are only going to see these movies for the traps and the violence i
2: mean seven was the logical endpoint of that right yes. where there's no real pure kind of overarching it's kind of an extended There's very hangout. little through line. Yeah. yeah it, it, it feels it, yeah. more like an extended hangout in the saw universe with lots of fan servicey traps
0: it feels it feels like a universal ride of the saw franchise yeah where it's like you're just kind of in a cart and you go from one vaguely connected like trap set piece to the next And it's like by that point, they had really just given up. And I I still think that in hindsight, after having recently watched all nine of these now, that seven is still the low point. I thought it was Jigsaw when we watched Jigsaw a few years ago for the podcast, but I think Jigsaw is just slightly better than 7. That's, Seven's that's, funnier, yeah. though.
2: That's interesting. I think 4 is probably my least favorite, but
0: uh, 7 is, is yeah. worse <laughs> by any standard. Man. It's also got the ugly um, 3D gimmick, which, yeah. if you're not watching it in 3D, it's Which is a little hideous.
1: rough. Yeah. To go back, though, to your, your pointies, what I will say is, like, compared to just 4 Films and like the rest of cinema as a whole, I would say that like two and three or so like are still like mad gratuitous. Being thrown into a like an entire like pit of needles is outrageous. That is like really over the top. And,
0: if you have a fear of needles,
2: maybe yeah, maybe. and you sure, have to consider like, the the document of the time, right? Like <laughs> in the realm of the torture porn subgenre, like these are not gratuitous.
0: I think even the first hostile, I think even the first hostel is still much gorier than the first four Saw movies, yeah. I would
2: say. I want to go into that a little bit more. I want to talk about how kind of the the early Saw franchise is kind of a strange and unique document of their times mm. in that, you know, this was post nine eleven, and kind of while we were invading Iraq and Afghanistan and doing torture... And in a way, like, these movies, especially the earlier ones, feel like a weird justification for the torture and the war crimes we were committing as a country. Or at the very least, like, commentary on it or capture the zeitgeist. Well, yeah, the, the, the whole idea of having Jigsaw be kind of this arbiter of morality... Yes, uh, very much so. ...is very reflective of... Jigsaw
0: is presented throughout the entire franchise as sort of an anti-hero. He's the bad guy and the cops are hunting him or whatever, but, like, the, the through line is that he's got, like, this weird sense of morality that, like, he's trying to teach life lessons about, like, appreciating existence and your life and stuff... When you put it under even, like, a a magnifying glass, not even a microscope, it falls apart very quickly. Yeah. He's obviously, like, a a very bad person. I like to call it
2: a teenage sense of morality, you know? And
0: you're absolutely right, because... I got really into these movies as a teenager. Like, the Saw franchise is, like, my favorite franchise when I was, like, in middle school and high school. I saw... Ev- I've seen every single one of them from four onward in the theater. And the only reason I didn't see the other... The first three in the theater is because I was too young. And, like, I, as a teenager thought like oh man this is so smart and Jigsaw is brilliant and he's teaching people lessons <laughs> and all this shit and then uh, you become an adult and you get like a sense of the world a little bit and you're like this is fucking buffoonery this is so stupid <laughs> it's not smart it's it's ethically reprehensible dumb even it's <laughs> incredibly stupid uh, but at the same time like that nostalgia that little like seed of nostalgia keeps me from hating any of these you know, movies I don't-, I don't think any of them are particularly great films, but I pretty much enjoy watching just about all of them, with the exception of, like, Seven, Jigsaw... Four to a pretty large extent, and probably this one. Now, I didn't particularly. I, I don't enjoy even think like you need,
1: need the nostalgia like element to find it endearing. In theory, like I, I think I think that a newcomer could could you know approach those movies and and enjoy like the cheese. Yeah, yeah the well, the, the the overwhelming well, cheese. Well, at this
0: point, yeah, at, at I I would be very curious to see how somebody who's like between the ages of like eighteen and twenty two now would react to like saw five because they're so dated like they they're so so dated in every way but like particularly aesthetically like they have such a weird interesting aesthetic that i think can be contributed a lot to darren lynn bowsman who helms a good chunk Mm -hmm. of the franchise yeah he directed two through four and is now returning for Spiral. He really created sort of like an aesthetic lexicon for these movies that... And not
1: even just his movies, but for his style choice and his career overall. Yeah. I mean, look at his other films. they, All of them that I can think of capture that same, like, juvenile goofiness. What I love about Darren Lynn Bousman is, like, you can tell how meticulous he is, how seriously he takes it, like there is thought put into everything. It's just the kind of thought that's put into everything is is goofy and hilarious. And I... I adore that he's. Like, got, he's honestly but when you he's look got at,
0: big Zack Snyder energy. Coming he does. Off of our yes, Army of the Dead but, episode, but a very different kind of dumb guy and, than Zack Snyder. And I think.
1: I think there's a little bit more love in a Darren Lynn Balsman's work too. I get the vibe that like he enjoys what he does. I'm. Well, I I'm think Zack Snyder
0: loves what he does. Well,
1: I think Zack Snyder also like loves himself in what yeah. he does. Whereas I think Darren Lynn Balsman is a little bit more in it for like the thing itself, maybe, and and less about himself. I, he strikes me as less of a an ego he just loves this like goofy like edgy stuff like to bits and loves yeah, capturing I think there's it that, less, that's the vibe I, think I get it's all speculation I agree
0: but. with you there's less of an ego vibe but
1: which makes me appreciate it more and have less disdain for the, it
0: the vibe that I get from him is that he only knows how to make a movie one way yes <laughs> yeah. but it's a well,
1: hilarious way and to me it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't wear me out I think the collector is a goofy like shitty movie like he didn't that, do that one. Um, oh, he, oh, he didn't he produced mm-hmm. it right right well repo let's look at repo the genetic yes. opera right he did. How about that? If that isn't somehow even edgier and campier, like it's And more juvenile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, extremely juvenile. And I
2: God I I adore that movie for it. Like, it's so bad. And his I, it's great. Style kind of obnoxious, to be honest. I think the most egregious example is in Saw Four, where every single transition is like a fluid transition from one scene to the other,
0: where <laughs> something flies from one scene to the next. I actually like I actually think the fluid transitions are fun. I think it was fun at first, but yeah. then it's the
2: <laughs> whole movie of
0: that. It's like George it Lucas's like, like white transitions. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's like it's like the weird like speed ramps that he does that are like such a hallmark of the saw movies and to the extent that i can't really think of any other films that do them the same way You know, that's a similar thing that Zack Snyder does. Zack Snyder loves a speed ramp, but this is a different kind of speed ramp. This is rather than going from normal speed to like slow motion, it goes from like normal speed to hyper quick and Mm -hmm. and then back a lot of rotating camera stuff. And I will say I was I was happy to see a little bit of that back in in spiral yeah i wanted more i, I agree with you yeah See, even though it's an, an so, i think it's an obnoxious filmmaking well, I, technique i but... thought it was
1: like it was tasteful because like um well big, big air quotes on tasteful um in like two the speed ramping is pretty constant there are times where like not a whole lot is happening and we're getting those like circular shots that like very 90s like um
2: early 2000s, early 2000s mm-hmm. you
1: know shots i know like they were in like the early 2000s but like it started like a lot of that stuff started in the 90s with like the fourth alien movie and shit like you know having those like it's very like skater commercially you know like sort of speed rampy circling shots and i anyway, it's throughout the whole thing like he, he does it for for every every bit every scene but in the new one in in spiral like it's it's only really during the kill sequences yeah so it feels like Tonally relevant It fits It's goofy As it ever was But only playing it up During the kill scenes Like gave the kill scenes More weight and, And made them more Of an event to me and paced the film better. So I actually really like that style. See,
2: that's funny because I think it emphasized for me how little stuff there was in that respect and how I wanted more traps and stuff. I think you're right in that all of that stuff feels very much in the mid-2000s style. And I think that's one of the interesting challenges of bringing the Saw franchise into today, Mm -hmm. right? Because they are very dated 2000s ass movies from style to content to thematic material. And so to translate that into modern day, it's a unique challenge. And I think this movie, Spiral, would have been better if it would have embraced the 2000s style a little more. I
0: agree with You you. I
2: think it tries to walk the line between the originals, themes, and style. Uh, and modern filmmaking and I think the the mixture doesn't really work perfectly.
0: Yeah, I I was really hoping that this one would be a little bit more of a return to Saw's roots, as dumb and goofy as those roots are especially after Jigsaw which was Kind of trying to be like a normal Saw movie, but it was like weirdly sterilized. Yeah, Every, it was so like, sterile. It, it's like really clean. The aesthetic was so clean, and it it ended up being like even more confusing with the revelation that, like, the 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 trap that we... Like, the ongoing trap that we were seeing took place in the past, like, before the events of even the first Saw movie. But, like, all of the TVs, instead of being, like, the the nasty CRT TVs, like, the rest of the franchise, they're, like, all flat screens. Everything's, like, polished metal and, like, pristine concrete. And it's, like, this is supposed to be... John Kramer before he really became Jigsaw. Yeah. Like, this that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, because, like, it doesn't have any of the industrial vibes. Yeah. And, like, the industrial aesthetic
1: is what makes Saw great to me. Like, I love the the texture, the grip... Behind it. Well, it's the, a, it, the the synth-y, like, orchestrated theme, there's so many, like, elements, you know, in that that I, I love. Like, the first one's in a grody, gritty-ass, like, bathroom, abandoned yeah. buildings mm-hmm. bathroom. Well, that's,
0: that's the thing that I find both stupid and charming about the entire, I'll call it the original franchise, the first seven, is that it takes place, the whole series takes place in the grossest city in America. Like, it's completely unnamed, but even outside of, like, the traps, everybody lives in a warehouse, everybody parks in a warehouse, like... Multiple every- <laughs> people's homes, like, have brick. Have like- just, like, and, and not even, like, the kind of, like, exposed brick that you see in, like, New York, but, like, everybody lives in abandoned buildings. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, like, the, it's the ugliest it's like the ugliest aesthetic and you you Add on to that, like, the the early to mid-2000s tinted green aesthetic, which Saw did to death. Yeah. Uh, And then, like, all the CRT TVs. Uh, You know, Jigsaw always leaves tape recorders. You know, it's not digital. And I know that's a lot to ask for in 2021. You know, you have to make something that—
1: I don't think it is, though. Like, tape recorders are still cheap. Like, Like,
0: it has to be something that appeals to modern audiences— but it was the problem with Jigsaw, and I had the same problem with this one. This one felt a little bit grimier. At least with production design. At least with its production design. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I I found myself really missing those hallmarks of the original franchise in like so many ways. And we, we talked about this after we got out of the movie and, and disagreed about it a little bit. And I think I can better articulate what I was trying to say when we left the movie theater. Sure. In that, like, I think, Ben, you and I both feel like the traps don't take front and center enough in Spiral.
2: Yeah, I think a common theme in a lot of these movies is there's sort of a hero flagship trap. Yes. And that's the kind of through line trap. Where everything else happens around it, but you have kind of a central through line to push you through the, the plot of the movie.
0: Yeah. And, and Cleveland, you disagreed and said that you felt that there were plenty of traps and that they got good time. Yes. And I, I think when you count, like on your fingers, like the number of traps that are in this movie, it's a similar number to the number of traps in a lot of the other ones. So in that regard, you're right. But what bothers me about it is, as you mentioned, Ben, there's kind of like a singular through line in the traps in the other movies. And I also realized that this is the first Saw movie in the entire franchise that does not simultaneously follow both the police investigation and somebody or a group of people in a sort of prolonged test, where You're they right. go from trap to yeah, trap, yeah, which is that is, that is a through line trap. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't have yes. that here. This is the this is the even Jigsaw had that. Like this is the first one in the franchise that doesn't have that, and I think that is what is missing for me.
2: I think because it doesn't have that, every time it cuts to a trap, it feels like it's going on a tangent and then coming back to the story, and because right. there is no. Through line trap there. Because we you know. see
0: we see somebody put in a trap, they die, then we go back to Chris Rock and his partner doing the investigation, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Whereas in all the other movies, the random people who are put into traps are like a setup. You know, at the beginning of the movie, whereas there's a, a continued through line of a group of people making their way through some elaborate warehouse or maze or whatever, going from trap to trap. The industrial
1: like, equivalent of a dungeon.
0: Yes. It's like, OK, we know that they're that we're about to walk into another trap and we're going to have to deal with it. But like, how do we, you know, how do we deal with this trap? How do you navigate? That how space? do you navigate the space? And there's none of that in this movie people just get kidnapped they get put into a trap and they die and the trap ideas are creative there's some really fun ones but because they just get nabbed trap die and then it goes back to the investigation it feels like the investigation is like what we're really supposed to be focused on and that the traps are kind of incidental and that's the problem that I have with it because it's not what I expect from Saw so
1: I think that's all legit and uh, very valid and I don't disagree either I-, I think that that is different from the other films uh, and I hadn't thought about it that way until you mentioned it and-, and that is true like you you don't have like the back and forth like in this Chris Rocks character is you know the person sort of being put through the trials but it- it's they're isolated right this jigsaw killer is like, is everywhere basically mm-hmm. like um and uh, I like that difference once. I didn't mind it in this movie. I thought that was an okay divergence from form. I wouldn't want it again because I do agree, like that a lot of the fun in many of the other movies is that element of perspective. Is that you're experiencing a a large portion of the movie inside of a larger trap sequence, uh, inside of a larger dungeon? Like even in the first one, even though it's like one location with the bathroom, there's a lot in that bathroom. There's a lot of riddles and puzzles and things going on. a lot of things to break down and that the characters are trying to solve as they go. And it's it's largely location-based. I think that Chris Rock's character is put through the same scenario minus setting. Like, I think that Chris Rock is having to do the same things as, like, the protagonist in the first one. Yeah, the as doctor. we find out, like,
0: that he is the one being, you know, quote-unquote,
1: does. He does interact a little bit with the traps. Like, there's, like, the, the glass one where he has to solve it and, like, the one with his dad at the end. Like, he's still, like, roped into them. He, but he doesn't but have, have to interact the with them until the end. It's yeah. to, it yeah. isn't as much. Um, and I do agree. But, like, I do think, like, there is a little bit of that in this. But is it enough for, like, your preferences, it seems? No. For me, it was. But, yeah, I, I think, uh, no, that that's legit. I, think- I mean,
2: if we're talking about preferences, like, I think the charm for me of the first and second one are they ultimately feel like overly elaborate escape rooms. Yeah. Right? Like, there are mysteries to solve in the area, and, you know— you're discovering things, and it's not just showing cruelty by itself and there's there's ways to yeah.
0: avoid the traps if you're smart enough. Mm-hmm. The problem is that most of the people aren't, and so we get to watch them die gruesomely because they're stupid whereas in this one, none of the traps really feel like anybody can do could get out of them and it might not be the point i don't know i mean a couple of them kind of but they they feel they feel kind of hopeless and you know that's sort of a interesting that's sort of a through line with the later movies in the original series like with hoffman taking up jigsaw's mantle and he's not really trying to test people he's just killing them sadistically you know but i don't know my problem with it too is I think that I would be bothered less by how much it focuses on the investigation if I liked the characters a little bit more. This movie feels uh, structurally a lot like Seven... And by that I mean David Fincher's Seven, not Saw Seven, or uh, I guess <laughs> rather. I'm glad uh, you
1: clarified. I actually thought you were talking about Saw.
0: Well, yeah, that's why I clarified. <laughs> or uh, this, uh, this, this feels structurally like Saw Seven, and that that should clear it up a little bit. It does. Is where like there's a sort of like unlikely partnership trying to stop a demented serial killer you know who's killing people in elaborate ways and trying to you know moralize about it Mm -hmm. but in seven our leading characters are morgan freeman and brad pitt and in this one they are comedic okay. actor Chris Rock and some other guy, yeah. but also Sam, like also Sam Jackson, which, Sam Jackson, which I was reading. Apparently Sam. I did. I did enjoy his presence. Not enough of him. As far as I'm concerned, he should have been. the. Main I character. thought Dude, he kind of phoned it in, in that this role, movie. That role was
1: originally written for Danny Glover oh. as a return. Oh,
0: Which wouldn't have made any sense. They should have. They should have brought yeah. back tap. I oh. thought, yeah, like
1: I, I, I thought like Sam Jackson did fine. I, I don't think like
0: it, I mean he did he did the, the moon, same but... he did the same Sam Jackson shtick that he does in every movie. Yeah, like Sam Jackson is in like six movies a year now, and he just does the same thing that he's been doing for you know thirty years, mm-hmm. and that's all I ask for from Sam Jackson, and I think like, it's fine.
1: Also, it would have, like, it would have, like, I think completed, like, the circular, like, aspect
2: of the movie as well. Yeah. Like, tying it back into the first in a cool I way. I think Danny see, Glover would see, have been See, that's some preferable. head-ass servicey stuff that I would have loved from this movie.
1: Well, frankly, not even fan servicey, Like, it's the kind of shit that, like, the, mo- the movie's, like regularly did, like trying to like rewrite like reverse engineer like connections that like yeah. were obviously not written in to begin with yeah. in some cases.
0: Yeah. Um, well fan
2: in that like considering he dies no, no, it would be like yeah. you would have to do it at like, the same time as like one essentially. <laughs> or like figure out some galaxy braid idea to uh integrate that together. Um, but, you know, like, I think this movie kind of desperately needed something absurd like that. Mm-hmm. This movie didn't feel campy enough to me.
0: I think this movie, and we can, we'll we'll talk more about this when we get into, like, spoilers at the end. But I think overall, this movie's connections to the rest of the franchise were too few and far between for me. Hmm. And that that might seem... a a bit ridiculous because it's like it's somebody building traps that they put people in that you know gruesomely murder them and you know i i want to play a game and the pig mask and stuff but like that stuff is all like the saw aesthetic yeah it's aesthetically connected but the real themes big air quotes (laughs) about that again the real themes of the Saw franchise felt really absent in a lot of ways. You
2: could almost say movie. it felt like it was from the book of Saw.
1: Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> that was actually another thing that I personally enjoyed. It did try to do its its own thing while still paying homage. Uh, and, you know, the, the title of it uh, implies—or kind of, like, harkens back to the idea that that Jigsaw is almost like a religious figure, like, in his his cultist's eyes. Sure. But— you know like but and he always had like the
0: book of jigsaw not the book of saw saw is the name of the movie that's it's too much of a killer. mouthful like, yeah like it, it, it's already too much of a mouthful right yeah. so make it more either work, call but, it either call it spiral just spiral or fr- call it spiral from the book of jigsaw well, but your X audience
1: needs to know that it's a saw movie in the title in 2021 you're already like working with a lot like reintroducing a saw movie you need to have saw in the title the tenth,
0: think, the 10th Friday the 13th movie is just called Jason X we all know what that one's about well, and
2: honestly, like, why do we need to know that it's a Saw movie? I know the studios probably say, oh, you gotta have it. But, like, right. this movie, you don't need any prior knowledge of the Saw movies to watch it and understand really. what's no. going on. Yeah. Which is why, like, it's not Saw 9.
0: See, and that almost bums me out. Like, I know they're trying to, like, introduce this stuff to, like, a new audience, and I get it from a commercial standpoint, but there's a certain charm to, like, how confusing and convoluted the entire rest of the franchise is, where if you just jump into, like, Saw 6, having never seen any of them, you're gonna be, like, so unbelievably confused. (laughs) Like, I love the sunk cost fallacy in this. Like, if you're gonna get anything out of the Saw franchise, you have have to have seen all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. Well,
2: it's so true. It, it's so. Dumb. Honestly,
0: like I, I felt like a huge
2: hole in this movie from the absence of of tobin Tobin bell like i I think part of the convoluted element of these movies is solely because of him and the fact that he dies that he dies
0: in three and is still a major (laughs) presence in all of the rest of them (laughs) until now and it's like i know that the farther away they get from it
1: this is getting pretty old
0: Yeah, sure. But, like, the farther... I don't think he's any older than Sam Jackson, though. But, like, the farther removed you get from it, like, the less feasible you can make it to put him in. But also, like, when it comes to the Saw franchise, I am sure as shit not looking for feasibility. I missed him. I did miss him. At least his voice. Yeah, you know, I...
2: After the movie, I was joking about crazy ideas that they could reintegrate uh, John Kramer into him, and... You know, I, I was thinking back to the Child's Play remake from somewhat recently, oh, yeah. where they took a spin and turned Chucky into, like, a... An evil AI. evil AI. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Give me evil AI Jigsaw at this point. Who the yeah. fuck cares? That's, like- no, I,
0: I agree with you. And we were talking about this a little bit later that night, Ben if they try to continue to pump life back into this long dead franchise after this movie, I hope they just say fuck it and either do some transhumanism shit to have John Kramer's consciousness uploaded into a Terminator body, or they just say fuck it and introduce magic into the franchise and bring him back to life. Like we have gone (laughs) far enough into the realm of unbelievability that at this point, why not? Why not just go balls to the wall and bring back, like, Frankenstein John Kramer, you know, or, or fucking AI John Kramer? Yeah,
2: exactly. And I, I feel like this movie was far too grounded for that. And I think that's one of the, the bones I have to pick about it, is it was too grounded to its detriment. I mean, I think these movies are pure camp at their core, and... Having kind of a a serious, kind of seven esque narrative with these flat characters and just fan service and traps sprinkled in just didn't give me enough. Well because I
1: didn't I didn't find the characters that flat. Like I thought that Chris Rock, like who the entirety of the film is from the perspective of, like, uh, you know, brought like some fun comedy to the role. Like, I felt like his uh his character was was a lot of fun.
0: Uh, see, I feel like, I, I felt like he was miscast in this role. I know that he kind of, like, spearheaded this this project. Like, he's the reason that it happened, because he talked to somebody at Lionsgate at, like, a wedding, and was like, hey, I have an idea for a a, a Saw sequel or whatever. But, like, I didn't buy him in this movie. It's not the worst thing in the world because, like, I don't go into Saw looking for good acting because it's absent from the entire franchise for the most part, but... I don't know. There's there's just something about him in like a serious, dramatic role as a cop that really? I can't not see him as comedy actor Chris. Well, Rock. I mean, see, like I, thought, I be, thought
1: he was doing like a yeah, like I don't I wouldn't want to pigeonhole Chris Rock too much because like he, I thought he did an amazing job in Fargo, like with a series. I thought
0: role. he did pretty good. Like, in Fargo I, I think too, he's,
1: he's quite capable of it. But I don't this, think that he wasn't, did good
0: in this one. Though.
1: I don't think that's the that was his goal in in this movie like is to play a serious dramatic role like he was he was trying to do like a comedic Character like his first lines in the movie. What is he talking about? It's something like really stupid. He's talking about-, he's
0: about Forrest. Gump. Yeah, yeah, how yeah, Forrest. He's about Gump Forrest can't Kong. get pussy. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Well, like, and that's the thing. Yeah, like, he's that's, that's not his, that's not his entire character. The comedic moments he pulls off fine, but there's also parts in the movie where he is like to- where he is like uh, mentally tortured by the fact that he can't stop this killer and that like his friends are dying and that like cops are being Killed and all of this shit and like his relationship with his dad and I don't think he pulls any of that off.
2: Well, and you know think- for the wheelhouse of comedy, like outside of the opening monologue where he's talking about Forrest Gump not getting pussy, there was really not a ton of comedy in this movie. Yeah, you know you you have the opportunity, especially with Chris Rock in the lead role, to turn this into a straight up poor comedy camp type of mm-hmm. thing. But because it's so grounded, they really don't do much. You know, you have your grizzled cop talking about how women cheat in the daytime and how he doesn't believe Pilates is real and whatever. And, (laughs) like, just falls flat, honestly. Like, it's not like funny funny like yeah it could be
0: i think the film is is, it tries to be too grounded for its own good because it's not smart enough to to be really grounded and they were talking about chris rock as a as a dramatic actor on an episode of come town recently but they they said something that i thought really clicked for me and they're spot on is that he delivers every line with the cadence of of a joke like all of his regardless of what he's saying the content of what he's saying his delivery falls somewhere within setup payoff like a stand-up bit you know and there are a few instances of that in this movie like there are a couple of times where i just straight up said aloud in the theater like what was that delivery (laughs) When he tries to deliver like a dramatic line it's like what what was that? You know, yeah. and and I think that they missed the opportunity. I think you're absolutely right, Ben, that they missed an opportunity to make this way campier and to go more of a horror comedy route, because you've got Chris Rock, who has incredible comedic chops, and you've got fucking Sam Jackson, who is inherently hilarious in the way he plays just about any role he's ever been in but it's not a comedy yeah well and
2: like that's chris rock's wheelhouse and like if they would have leaned into that and just loaded up all of his lines as like one-liners and singers i'm not
0: looking for like a scary movie style like horror comedy but like something a little bit campier to match yeah imagine
2: a bumbling cop trying to save his fellow cops and continually failing but i think that like that's a funny premise if done right i i thought personally that the serious stuff
1: was serviceable
0: at best like
1: yeah and and like considering like the acting quality in the rest of the saw movies like that's all i really need and two, like much more i think would have altered the tone like i think it would have been too disparate from like the rest of the franchise like and it was still like trying to pay homage but do its own thing and i I think that like that seemed a a reasonable balance like like, to make
0: there are just a few moments in this movie that as written require a certain gravitas that I don't think Chris Rock is capable of and just doesn't pull off. I would
1: I would never need gravitas from a saw movie personally. I, hey,
0: I'm not saying that I need it. Like, I'm I'm saying what the film is offering me. Yeah. And like I I agree. I think that the film is is trying to be too grounded while simultaneously being structurally messy and confusing and stupid, which...
1: See, I, I think that all the Saw movies do that. Like, that's that's why I thought this movie was funny. Like, well,
0: the, all the Saw movies do do that, but they're not trying to be grounded. They're trying to be gritty, but there there's a difference. Like, they are campy. The, the the later Saw sequels are campy as shit. The later ones, but while like, still while still having like the the dark gritty faux self seriousness, mm-hmm. but like this felt like it more like it was trying to be like sort of a, a harrowing like cop thriller. And like, I don't. And it's just like at certain times, it's like I just see Chris Rock trying to pull that stuff off. It's like that's just Chris Rock, man. Like I, I don't, I, I have a hard time separating the actor from the character, and I don't think that's necessarily Chris Rock's fault, but he's cast in that role, you know, so it's the movie's fault.
2: Yeah.
1: Interesting, yeah, because I, I think, like in the the first movie, for instance, like Danny Glover kind of phones it in. Sure. Uh, I, so again, like, yeah. I kinda see that as a return to form. <laughs>
0: I mean, he kind of phones it in, but also like, Danny Glover has, a, by the time he gets to the first Saw movies, ha, has a long and storied history of playing like a grizzled cop. Like that is, that is a role that Danny fair. Glover yeah. has been shoehorned into thanks mm. to Lethal Weapon. And whether he's really like giving it his all or not in the first Saw, which he's not, I agree. It's like, you see Danny Glover. And one of your first associations, if not your first, depending on who you are, is Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon. And Lethal Weapon, those movies are campy as shit. And Danny Glover is funny in them, but he's still, he's like the grizzled veteran cop. He's getting too old for this shit. Like, that's Mm -hmm. his whole thing. And he still delivers that in in The First Saw. Mm -hmm. Now, The First Saw saw
2: masks it, too, by having the three-line trap. You yeah. know, we see maybe fifteen or twenty minutes of Danny Glover overall. Yeah, in that. He's, he's, not, entire, he's not really our protagonist, yeah,
1: even. No, like, yeah. like our, our protagonist is. Um, oh, help me out. What's the name? He Plays a doctor.
0: Elwes, it's Carrie Elwes? And now, let's... who is terrible in that movie? <laughs> yes, <This is> very <laughs> in, very bad. In all yeah, in the, in the best ways, way. if you yeah. ask me. Like,
1: I think it's it's funny to me. Like, like yeah. Carrie Elwes Ugh. is like two like most known films share a lot in common in my eyes uh and that those two movies are of course like the first saw movie and the princess bride right. now now how how you may uh, may you ask do i do i find those movies so similar it's largely because they're both very campy movies you know with with just enough of a serious take i like him in, in both of those films because like princess bride like loved love like, the, the aesthetic of it is cheap mm. like it's a cheap hollywood movie and that's that's sure. the joke i think you know, like the the first Saw movie is also like cheap, but for in you know, it's industrially cheap. It's a very different
0: Yeah, kind of and thing. I mean it was low budget, and you know, it it didn't have a lot of like big production backing, and it was James Wan's first film that he directed, and I think Lee Wan first write it you know, first foray writing. Honestly, I, I'm still kind of impressed like how Lee one L's acting holds up in the first Saw movie. Like, it's not great but i think he's the best actor in the movie for, yeah. <laughs> for, or he gives the best performance in the movie for for what he's working with and it helps that the he, one that's easiest to buy it yeah you know?
1: the most believable role and 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 too like I, i've mentioned it a number of times like before we started recording but i think one of the the goofiest things about the first saw movie in my eyes is that tobin bell that like jigsaw is playing a corpse in the middle of the <laughs> room and like literally the only reason like 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 yes you can you can justify it by saying like jigsaw was there to observe but there are so many fucking better ways to observe the scene than like play a corpse sure, in the room but like you can fart you can sneeze like he's breathing in a lot of dust. He has to breathe. There are so many reasons. Oh, like, but where, that's where explained that can, in that a later on. one. He oh. injects
0: himself with a drug to slow his heart rate. You know, you know found breathing. like like amateur found
1: footage movies do the same damn thing. Where like the directors like like read the reviews and like all the things that were making fun of it, and they take it personally. So they go like way out of their way in the sequel to like try and explain and justify the bullshit. Listen. Like it's amazing. And listen, um, I'm not saying it is just playing a corpse on the floor like the only reason that exists is for like the audience to go wow what a twist when he stands up at Correct. the end and that's amazing listen I'm not I mean, this is not a I mean, not, but it's, not, super it's, fun. it's fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> like, it's
0: not stupid but also for John Kramer's character it I think it does make sense he is a perfectionist he's a control freak he's extremely meticulous so he,
1: he uh right which is so, so why he, he like so knocks he himself wants, out and like pretends to be a corpse like really knock
0: himself out. a lot of
1: control like in that in that scenario
0: well yeah he does have control because they try to cheat and he uses the the remote control he's holding to electrocute
1: wait so he doesn't
0: knock himself out no, no. oh he d- he takes a drug to slow his heart rate and his breathing so he's so oh. it's not so obvious but he's still conscious okay and he has he has the remote <laughs> control so when t- they tr- when they cheat <laughs> when they try to pretend that Carrie Elwes gives Lee Wanell the poison cigarette and Lee Wanel fake dies. If he was wa- observing from without, he wouldn't have known that because they turn the lights off and they whisper to each other, so the camera can't pick it up. But because he's in the room, he, he knows they're faking. Yo, they're both like so chains he, the for
1: you. Could put a bug literally anywhere they can't reach. Problem listen, solved.
0: Listen, I'm like, not just saying, just put
1: a, a cheap Radio Shack mic like in one of the cracks in the wall not where they can't it's get not to stupid. it. Stupid.
0: I'm not saying it's not stupid. <laughs> I'm saying that for John Kramer's character. It makes sense.
1: Right. Because John Kramer's character is, is stupid. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: yes. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on it. It's just – and that's why I brought it up because it, it, it is such a funny bit and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, like it's it's total nonsense and it doesn't make sense. And I think that a lot of the aspects of this new movie hit the same points. One of my favorites is one I didn't notice while watching the movie and I maybe – This could have been, like, via a game of telephone, but my buddy, like, Ted, uh, was was watching it, and we were, like, chatting about it, and he said that there's a line in the movie where, like, someone says, like, Jigsaw never targeted cops—
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so y'all remember hearing that good cuz I wouldn't like when well, yeah, Ben and I looked at each other during the movie and we are like, "Good. Like, what? Let's what talk the about the how fuck? fucking stupid that is." Like like of of any profession <laughs> of so people that cops. Jigsaw has targeted <laughs> so
0: many cops. It,
1: I would say Jigsaw has killed more cops than any other profession. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you remember the, the, there's the scene in in, in Saw 2 where like he 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 electrifies like an entire staircase full of SWAT guys? Like yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? He never targeted (laughs) like cops.
0: Listen, what? The only cop's in the entire Saw franchise in, who are investigating the case who Jigsaw did not kill or rather who did not get killed were the ones who were working with him like <laughs> everybody yeah, every, they died yeah I, I mean they all eventually did through t- Saw related they all memes. eventually did too but yeah like everybody like Danny Glover and his partner like you said all the 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 fucking SWAT team in the second one uh fucking Donnie Wahlberg yeah Dina uh, Meyer gets down.
2: Rip cage, ripped open. Yeah, and I
0: mean, that was Amanda and Slash Hoffman, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then fucking Strom gets killed, and once again, that was Hoffman. And Hoffman himself dies. The SWAT commander in four, he dies. So many cops die in the franchise.
1: (laughs) So you're like, what the
2: fuck was that
0: like? At the end of Jigsaw, one of the cops gets uh, his head cut up by medical lasers, Can we
2: talk a little bit about the
0: main theme
2: though with the yes. with the copycat targeting corrupt cops like he's fucking Serpico or something yeah
0: this this movie felt to me like a well-intentioned but misguided attempt to uh like get on the A-cab train yeah be topical like the the whole the, the copycat killer in this movie is killing corrupt cops within the precinct
1: do you all not think that that's kind of a cool way of like hopping on the zeitgeist the same way that the Saw movie like you were saying earlier Ben that the Saw movie's like hop on like the or you know kind of touch on like terrorism, you know, torture like
2: concepts. Like no, I, I, think, it, I think I think it, it, it does right. that in the same way.
0: It it's it's trying to be topical.
2: I think the core problem for me is the theme of justification of torture in the original series even if we're targeting corrupt cops i don't know if that's a justification for torture ultimately well, of course not yeah and i
0: mean like i can definitely like appreciate the the a-cab mentality and i think that it is you know uh, an interesting concept but it feels it feels half baked but you know that's okay. I do enjoy the the added imagery. Uh, I like the little the little dancing pig puppet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and it's cool
1: because there's already like a precedent for the pigs. Like pigs have played yes. a large role mm-hmm. throughout the Saw movies, which is very funny because gives, before this, the, I was looking up articles. It gives
0: the articles. pig mask uh, a, a new context yeah. in this movie. Dude,
1: I was looking up articles, because I was trying to find stuff about the, the VO, which we'll get into in a minute, but, like, one of the articles I found was, like, ten things different about the Saw movie or whatever, and, like, like the reason number six or something was just straight up, like, he uses a pig mask this time, and I was like, he uses th- a
0: pig mask whoever wrote that article movie.
1: didn't fucking, like, Has watch any of the other movies. Movie. Like, the pig is a huge part, and um, in every, every movie, one and them. there's, like, the one where they kill the judge, who, like, you know, like, they're killing him with, like, all the pigs. Three, yeah. yeah, like, he's gonna they're drown. They're drowning
0: him in pig Guts,
1: yeah, which is cool. It's yeah, it's fun, and because uh, it's very colorful too, like that yeah. scene. But uh, there's there's been a through line of that, so it was cool, like actually giving it more relevance than ever. Because like originally, like the pig. Was sort of used, I think, as a symbol because it's like pigs for the slaughter, right? Like that's sort of the idea. There is, you know, they're they're being butchered. There's sort of a law of nature at play there that jigsaw works into. So it, 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 there's some sensibility <laughs> to it in the theme. That uh, is also because it's scary. When he
0: was stalking his first victim, he was at a, a Chinese street festival celebrating the year of the pig, and he grabbed a pig mask to hide his face when he kidnapped. Okay, what a, what movie yeah. do
1: they do they uh, do that for? For, for I what? Think. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Four or five Wait. Four
0: or five? Yeah. yeah Like that
1: is such a f- Yeah that, that's them Reverse like engineering That is that Yeah that it, yeah, they, they did not They 1000% Like in the first Saw movie <laughs> When the person gets got By the pig That is yeah. nowhere near What was on their minds They was the pigs for the Like there was thematic stuff And then they reverse engineered it Like For sure the Like they've done with Yeah so Which is themes. great Which is hilarious But no I thought it was cool in short, like I thought, it was neat that they took that idea and reinterpreted, it, or just gave it a new meaning with the the police, like you know, and pigs, and that in that sense, that was cool. That was that was a fun idea, and the pig puppet shoots the gun. Yeah, you know, is
0: foreshadowing. The That's pig, fun. the pig dressed as a cop. Yeah. yeah, I I thought that was fun, and it does provide uh, additional context for you know, like the killer still wearing the pig mask to to capture. The the cops. The new pig mask looked really good. And the new good. pig mask does look Looks
2: good. Really they are good. missing the tacky wig to pair with it. But, yeah, I'll, but it, I'll give it that. It, it still did looked, look yeah. nicer well, overall. Yeah, well, that's what's fun, too, is it, it isn't supposed to be
1: the same pig mask. It's supposed to be someone new with it. So, right. like, it's fun that they, you know, it, it gives them that justification. And what I like about that also, uh, in in many ways, is the, how that theme carries across. It is someone new with it, so we don't we don't have to find justification for why the hair is gone, because, Jesus, they would have. We don't need to find, you know, justification for so many other things. We get that nice bit of same but different and uh yeah that's fun to me
0: I, I will say we've this is a good segue we've talked about the the absence of Tobin Bell yes um so we might as well talk a little bit about the the tapes that this new killer sends and The the new voice, there's some disagreement amongst our group about uh, whether the new voice is a text-to-speech program or whether it is the new killer altering their voice, but I will say I understand it's something new. And different and whatever, I do still miss Tobin Bell's voice. I do. I do. Of miss, course, I like do miss his the voice rules. Jigsaw.
1: Like it. It is really fun and one of the best things about the earlier films. I agree that like that voice fucking rocks. Like, thankfully, there are eight other movies with it in it. Yes. Like, yeah. like, like go enjoy have, those. They have, like, done, they
0: have. done it. Like mm-hmm. it is. It has been done. But also, like to try to bring back the Saw franchise. Yet again, after it's really been dead since, like, 2011, Jigsaw did not revitalize the franchise in any way. And that one did bring back Tobin Bell. But, like, for this to be the first one where he's, like, totally absent, you know, it feels like there's a little piece of my heart missing. Well, and,
2: like, the heart of it wasn't there. Like, Tobin Bell's monologues are always, like, comically gritty. Yeah, it's so dramatic. these are so artificial that we think they're text-to-speech. Like, it's missing that heart of, like... I thought, <laughs> so I thought that was kind like, personally,
1: like, and here, here's the thing, like, this is going to come down to opinion because we all find different things scary. Yeah. Which is great. It's part of the beauty of horror. But for me, the artificial aspect of the voice and, like... I think you guys are probably right. We, we went back and we listened to it again because we, we were kind of in a, in a bit about it, like uh, like whether or not it was, like, text speech or not. I think you're right. I think it is text-to-speech, but I'm not 100%. Like, I I, th- I think that un- until I know for sure, I'm, I'm not calling it. But, like, um, I did search. I did try to find it for sure. But anywho, uh, all, all that to say. I thought it was haunting. I thought that the voice being devoid of life um, and it sounding kind of strange and pitched gave it like an alien quality that was legitimately unsettling. Whereas like Tobin Bell's like voice is deep and macabre, and edgy, and fun, and that's great, and, like, there's nothing wrong with he's, that, but he's being there are two different things, he's being
0: the, but I thought yeah. it
1: did bring something new to the table in a cool way, like, yeah, we lost the the previous, but I thought what it brought in, like, was haunting, like, it, uh, it I thought it was spooky.
0: It certainly brings something different to the table, and I think in a vacuum it works. I, I think in terms of personal preference, it's like, there's some, like, pizzazz missing for me, because... Tobin Bell's performance is so over dramatic and preachy, you know? And where in this one it it sounds like a text to speech voice of a woman, and like there is something unsettling about the artificial cadence of it, but it's like instead of having that like that like dark grit of Tobin Bell, it's like, hello, detective such and such, I want to play a game. You have lied on the stand. Now your lying tongue will be ripped out of your mouth. And if you want to survive, you must take, you must take a leap of faith to rip out your tongue. And live or die make your choice and it's like like it's, there, there's there is certainly something unsettling about how unnatural it is yeah it sounds it's, wrong and
2: that's fun but it's like
0: when you when you put it up next to toe and Bell it's just like he the is, gravitas isn't there he, it's true. he is he is the spirit of the saw franchise it's it, in a way, it feels like making a Nightmare on Elm Street movie without Freddy Krueger. So well, here's, and here's
2: I think it's all the more apparent after watching all of the Saw movies because, like, the way that the traps are shot is very much in the classic yes, style. Exactly. So having that disparate element where, like, the monologues themselves are still preachy and over the top, but in this distant robotic voice, it draws the eye to it all the more.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch something else alright, let's say, okay, so they couldn't get Tobin Bell for this movie, right? Like, Tobin Bell is not the killer. Let's make peace with that and ask ourselves, okay, how else would we do this voice? Would you get someone who sounds kind of like Tobin Bell? Would you have the Saw killer, like, try and do a, a Tobin Bell voice but not be Tobin Bell? Because I think that would be way
2: worse. Really? I yes. think that would be, would have been great because it's a copycat, you know?
0: Okay, see, here. See here's, here's what I'm thinking. Here's the way to fix it. And they explained it They explained Jigsaw in this way, but it's not believable. In Jigsaw, they explained that the killer made the tapes by taking clips from old Jigsaw tapes and splicing them together. Obviously not the case, because... When you hear those tapes it's obviously just Tobin Bell talking. That's not God,
1: what, That was so lazy.
0: That's not what splicing <laughs> sounds like. Yeah. Well, also But we're talking about how this new voice is unsettling because of its artificiality. I think it would have been interesting if they had actually done what they said they did in Jigsaw and, let's- and actually pieced together tapes from old Jigsaw tapes. It would have sounded really wrong because they wouldn't line up but it would still have tobin (laughs) bell's voice i just hear
1: like like the i'm not sure if y'all have ever seen any of the videos of like jeff kaplan like from overwatch where uh, like people on youtube like re-edit him to say like things about war crimes but that's the vibe i would get i would i I think that could sound pretty funny
2: like
0: but i wanted more camp from this yeah exactly well and
2: i should also mention that like in the later movies Hoffman does do the jigsaw voice. He does. He, it shows it's very him
0: obviously still Tobin very Bell. intentionally. Going it's very obviously to the, still Tobin The audio Bell, yeah. studio
2: and readjusting it so he can sound like Tobin Bell somehow. Yeah,
0: I mean it, it's it's stupid. Wow. It doesn't make sense yeah. because That's dumb
2: shit. Because at the end
0: of at the end of <laughs> five at the end of five we have the one tape where it actually is Hoffman pitching his voice down like Jigsaw does. And it sounds distinctly not like Tobin Bell. But in all the later ones, they're telling us, oh yeah, it's Hoffman but manipulating the audio to sound exactly like Tobin <laughs> Bell. It That's
2: one of work. the funniest <laughs> scenes in the series where he just goes to the audio studio and kills everyone in the studio for no reason. Wow. Other than well, to make not sure... Well, for no
0: reason, because they, they catch him. They uh, de-scramble the audio and reveal his true voice. But yeah, the, the whole it's idea stupid. of just
2: scrambling right. his no, voice it's is so galaxy brain. I agree great the more y'all
1: we y'all talk about it the more i do like the idea i don't think it needed to be this movie but i i do like the idea of doing like a sci-fi saw um not like you but like like an actual like in the franchise like saw movie where another like or maybe this like disciple of jigsaw like tries to uh like yeah like build like a like an ai you know yeah, bro, with we a, could with the code because like it's fun because like you have like asimov's law like code of like like law of robotics and you have like uh, jigsaw's code like there's some fun things you can do and like in four that. in
0: four and how we we can go them, awry. we see them doing the autopsy on john kramer after he's dead and they remove his brain for study well i you know just to weigh it like they do for uh for
2: but you know, we don't see what they do with it, or
0: for study. But we don't see what they do with it. Yo, yeah. So I could, I would love to see a stupid, like, brainless sci-fi saw movie yes. where, like, some unnamed disciple who we find out has been with him since the beginning, because that's what the franchise likes to do sneaks into the morgue steals his brain and then hooks it up to like a machine or like putting needles in it and it's like in a jar of fluid or something and we see them like typing a bunch of code and stuff and they they find some headass way to upload John Kramer's consciousness into a machine <laughs> like it's it's very- a little jigsaw puppet even better oh, yeah. oh my god he actually
1: is the puppet he's the
0: puppet yo
1: Oh, okay. Like that a, rules. <laughs>
0: that that's, rules. That's the direction this franchise needs. They don't need to try to bring it back down to earth. They need, if they're gonna try to continue it, well, they need to make it stupid. I think. I
1: think that like you can have both like you can have that step like i think that's that's where the next movie should go but i see this almost as okay this sounds so silly comparing but i see this almost as like the newer casino royale needed to walk so that like skyfall could run sure like and and i think that this movie brings it back down to earth so we can then go back into the fucking stratosphere and i think if they do that that'd be fucking rad but here's here's my other take i have i have one other idea while we're on the subject of um alternate saw movie ideas here's here's my pitch right you do it like the second Human Centipede movie, only in this concept, and no, in no other way. But you have it take place in this reality where the Saw movies are movies, it. and yeah. you have someone try and do and be become Jigsaw in this reality, and you you show but with rude, realism bad at
0: it because it's not how yeah. all the traps oh, yeah. don't
1: work. Like <laughs> that like, sounds great. Like I would love imagine that. imagine one that starts where they have the tape cassette like tethered to them, and they go to click it and it falls. And they can't get they can't reach it. <laughs> the tape gets jammed. Yeah. No, no, you no, no, no. like um like before they can play it, it scrambles. Yeah, yeah, and like it, like, it gets all muddied up. Or like the trap he needs a pencil to like, you know, like fix the tape. Like that kind of shit. Like that's what I want to see. Like, see
0: like this big elaborate scary trap, and then like when it looks like it's about to kill somebody who's in it, it breaks down because it's shoddily built, and so then the killer yeah. just walks in and shoots him. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like like like
1: the guy's just like, what the fuck? like you couldn't you know you couldn't do it or whatever it's like dude I had to build like six of these things like I can't no time doesn't fucking grow on trees. I have cancer I have cancer like what do you expect from me man like that's what I want to see yeah like oh yeah my God. trying
0: to build an elaborate trap and just having to stop to vomit because <laughs> yeah. he's dying because like,
1: like that's, that's the like I think of all of the plot holes in these movies the biggest one by miles is how this man has that much time on his hands this
0: dying enfeebled man like even with help. Like, well, he owns all of these buildings that he, like, Says these things. Like, we don't know what he does. The most they ever say is that he's wait, a mechanical wait. They engineer. Give, they
1: give him, like, all this backstory. Like, well, yeah. And, all like, they, they, they hit on all these meticulous things, like, where the fucking why he got the pig mask. But we never learned, like, just what he did Why for he has a so much money. Like, yeah, what did, what he has, did he do for
0: a living? The most we get is they say he's a mechanical engineer. And he has real estate. And he is real estate. Get the fuck out of here. They never
1: get into that? Nope. In all the movies. You're right. Incredible, incredible. Because it
0: doesn't matter. Yeah. All we need to know is that he has. A, well, and in and, and in and in like Saw Six when he's testing the the CEO of the health insurance company who denied his claim for like the experimental treatment. The guy says, "Like, look, if you go off of coverage and you pay for that treatment yourself, it'll bankrupt you." And he says, "It's not about money. I have money. It's about the principle." like, then why didn't you just go do it then, John? Why didn't you, instead of spending, like, you say you have money, and you obviously do from owning all of these buildings and being able to set up these elaborate traps and not have a job. Like, you obviously have money. Why didn't you just go do the experimental treatment to take care of your cancer and then just live happily with your wife and not be an asshole, John? <laughs> John? John?
1: Incredible uh. yeah so yeah that was that was my idea is yeah like uh, what what would happen if all the traps went uh, you know didn't work? Uh, yeah, they they broke part way through, or the person like did solve it, and uh, oh, even better, the person <laughs> does solve it and they get out of it, but the trap like malfunctions and it keeps starting to kill them anyway. And Jigsaw like has to run in and he, like he tries to shut it down, oh, and he shit. just he just can't get it in time. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was like, oh, i so, my, my bad. It's like the person is like being like slowly like compressed in like a like a trash compressor or something. He's like,
0: ah, <laughs> oh, my bad. Like, ah, oh, shit. You passed the test, but I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <I'm> just- <laughs> Uh, well, while we're talking about traps, do you guys want to talk a little bit about a couple of the traps in this movie? Yes!
2: Honestly, the best part of the movie, in my opinion, were the traps
0: they're great i I think the first few yeah i think the i think the couple at the end are pretty fucking stupid actually i like i like because like Uh, i thought
1: you get the best of like of the franchise and that like like the first few traps you're right there there's a difference there i don't know why but like the first few traps feel like the good saw traps and and then the, the last few traps feel like the dumb good saw traps I I They're thought dumb, like the sure. Rube Goldberg-y shit with like Sam Jackson at the end. G- God, it made no sense, and I I loved it. Like, I, I, yeah, I thought it was like really funny. Why don't we start with that one since I'm already on it? Like, sure, uh, sure. like sure. It, Sam Jackson is 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 tethered to the ceiling. Can, like he's like. Can we just say
2: spoilers from
1: yeah, here? Spoilers on from here on. Sure. Um, like he's he's tethered. He's got like he's like like on metal clamps on like metal wire. He's tethered and then descended beneath him are tubes. Like, like that, that are, slowly are slowly dripping his, his blood, his blood yeah. into like mason jars, just kind of scattered on the ground beneath him. And Chris Rock has a one bullet in his gun, and he can either shoot the target that drops Sam Jackson so he can save him, or he can shoot the Spiral Killer. The killer, yeah. And th- they spend way too long on that. Like, like it takes him way too long to decide. But what it, it was in, in a corny way, I thought was fun. But uh, like when he finally does like decide to do the right thing and and shoot down his father, it just fucking drops him. Yeah. Like, it just, like, fucking splats him on the pavement. And
0: then it lifts he, that him back up again later when him. the SWAT team comes in. So that I,
1: like—that I felt was, like, very Saw-esque, where, like, he has every little tiny step planned even beyond, like, what would be feasible. Because the idea there is he has to choose, right? Chris Rock can either free his father and save him or— Hunt down Jigsaw or take down or the, take the down the killer. The yeah. killer, and he can,
0: he can really he and can so have both, he tries the- to
1: have both. He tries to shoot him, shoot his father <laughs> down, and then and then he goes after the killer. Like instead of like saving his dad, and because of that, his father still dies because he had to choose. It's make your choice. It like which is very in line with the Saw movies. Like look at Saw three. Like when he dies, right? Like like he has every stupid little fucking thing figured out. Like to the same degree, and like. She uh what's her Amanda? This yeah. is the yeah, like she tries she also tries to advocate and eat it too in a similar way and she can't because Jigsaw's thought it all through. So I thought that was very in line, like like with the other the other movies. Um, I love that. In and terms it was- of
0: its planning, sure, but in terms of the execution, it's like all he has to do is shoot the target to get Sam Jackson down, but he knows the SWAT team is coming in. So all he has to do is pistol whip the killer who's standing right in front of him, get him down on the ground, put yes. the gun to his head, win... When the SWAT team comes in, say, "Hey, I got him. The killer's right here. Help my dad shoot that target, and he'll be free." He could have both. Yeah,
1: but then it wouldn't be soft.
0: <laughs> <ba, ba, laughs> <ba>, <laughs> <bu>, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like other movie soft. Once, that, mu- once <laughs> that music kicks in, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know you're in for but something. You could, dumb. and they can like you
1: <laughs> could say the same about three two like what. What um, I think, honestly, like is the most frustrating about Three is that Amanda doesn't make the right calls. Like but They address
0: that in a later movie because she reads the letter that Hoffman left her saying that she has to kill the doctor. And he, so it's Hoffman working behind John's back because he has a grudge against Amanda and he doesn't want her to pass her test. Oh my god. So he says, you either kill the doctor or I'll tell John that you did such and such. Much. Wow. So Again, picks- they
1: read the fucking reviewer complaints and yes. they tried to justify it in hindsight. Incredible. It's
0: hard to say how much they planned that ahead because there is that part in saw 3 where she finds the envelope with her name on it and reads the letter and starts like hyperventilating and we never see what's on that We don't. Ad. We never see it in no. not in 3. Wow. It's addressed in like 5 or 6 or whichever one when we find out that Hoffman wrote that letter and is blackmailing Amanda. Mm. So, it's hard to say what they how far ahead they planned. It does seem like one of those things that they retconned, but the letter is in saw 3. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Damn. So, some of the other traps in this movie before we get into the who the killer is because I've thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, highlight traps for me. Uh, The very first one with the guy with the the thing through his tongue in the subway tunnel, he has to jump off of the boxes that he's standing on to rip his tongue out of his mouth. Otherwise, he gets pulped by a subway train. Yeah. Thought that one was pretty good.
1: What what about the, the guy driving the train, though? What did he do? You
2: know, like Nothing.
0: what? Yeah, but he's not dead.
2: No, but I mean that's a lot. Of drama. I mean, he's probably used to it. Yeah. I mean, lots of people jump in front of trains. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite.
0: I, I think my favorite trap is the uh, the Chinese finger trap one. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, that one's crazy. He's
0: like sitting in a tub of water that is gradually rising towards like an exposed electrical cable, and he has to bite down on a thing in his mouth to have his fingers ripped off
1: so you mentioned uh earlier that like the the trap seemed unfair i thought that one is perfect especially after watching it a second time he almost gets out like he almost escapes that one and he would have if he hadn't stopped to scream you know several times yeah and like and like if he had just like literally bit the you know, almost literally bit the bullet it's not a bullet but you know, it's not perfect but like anyway if he just bit the bullet and like like chomped down and like let it rip his fingers off all the way he could have like he could have walked out of there and i thought that was fine. potentially
0: like i think he was still would have been cutting it really close the one that i found really un. oh wait
1: no he couldn't have because he wouldn't have fingers anymore yeah. and he had the trap like attached to his head and he would be able to remove it <laughs> so how would he get out of there? Presumably... Oh, I guess it would, like, pop presumably off Presumably it would
0: pop off somehow. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty jigsaw. The one that I found legitimately uh, kind of unfair is the police captain. With the who, hot wax? With the hot wax getting poured on her face, because the way to get out is she has, like, a blade that her neck is resting oh, on. Yeah, it's so gruesome. And it's like, if you want hot wax to stop being poured on your face, you have to press back on the blade to sever your spinal cord. like Which you would most likely be dead from that. Yeah, yeah like that would, there's there's no you. way to do that in that situation with the kind of surgical precision that you would be okay. Like you press back on that. It would likely just kill you. Like I thought that one was kind of like, what?
2: Yeah. I thought that trap, that's fair. The look of it was very cool and intense. Yeah, I
0: I think the idea is is cool. Like she she's got like sort of a veil covering her face, and like boiling wax is being mm -hmm. poured onto it. And when Chris Rock gets to her, it has to like peel off the wax, and it like pulls the skin off of her face. Like aesthetically, I thought it was cool. And
1: what I'll say too is that is as dumb. Maybe not as cool, but, like, that is as dumb as the reverse bear trap in 2. The key is behind the guy's eye. What oh, the fuck? The Venus fu-? fly
0: trap. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Venus fly trap. Like, 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 it's behind his eye? What? What? So, Jigsaw put it in there so he could take it back out? What? That makes no sense. Where is it fitting? Because his eye is still there. So, like, he... So, we if see, his eye has been like removed and put back in, we see that in He should seven. be able to pop it out pretty easily. Yeah. And, we are see are that in fucking saw, in saw seven because Terry <laughs>
0: Elwes <laughs> is the one who put who he's, he's a doctor, he's a surgeon, yeah. and Jigsaw recruited <laughs> him after one, so he's been doing all of the surgical stuff for all of the Saw movies, and we actually see that one. What he does is he does a, a cut underneath his eye and puts the key up in there. So, like, it's not damaging the actual eye. He's putting the key in below the eye. But, like, you see his eye. His eye is fucked. Well, yeah, because it's like, it it fit? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> I'm not saying it's not stupid. No, If, say if anything, if that it. makes it
1: more stupid. Wow. Um, okay, <laughs> but anyway, point is, is, like, in that, in this world, this is the same world yeah. where, like, the trap we we're just talking about with the spinal cord thing is separating. I buy it. It's I whatever. Buy it. I don't
0: care. Like, I'm, I'm not expecting any of these characters to, to survive. It's no. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys catch the Pulp Fiction reference in that scene or in that set piece? Rather, no. Uh, no. she, the trap is set up in the evidence locker in the basement mm-hmm. of the police station, and when Chris Rock goes down there later. The door is like a big safe door, like a bank vault, and the manufacturer of the safe printed on the door is uh, Jules Vincent, I think, which is Sam Jackson and John Travolta's characters from Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's great! <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, nice! That's a wonderful reference. I thought that was a
0: fun little Easter egg. Yeah,
1: that's fun. Wasn't there another one where like they're eating at like a Chinese restaurant? Doesn't it have a name that's like a nod to something.
0: I didn't catch that one, but there's the other one where when they're outside the meth house, Chris Rock says, this is some new Jack city shit. And he was in that movie. So that's a fun, <laughs> that's a fun little, little yeah. Easter egg. Yeah. I
1: thought that was like the they're the, the the, the drug dealers and uh, yeah he, he makes like a wire reference and shit
0: what like, a bad I, fucking drug dealer too his whole business model is he has a bucket on a rope hanging outside of yeah. his house <laughs> so meth heads come up and put money in the bucket and he pulls it up and lowers their meth back down <laughs> <And> like <laughs> what a like that's a great way to get caught by the cops immediately yeah. uh, I did think it was funny that when Chris Rock pretends to be uh, a meth head and drops uh, like a paint grenade in there. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that was, was pretty, good. That
0: was pretty fun.
1: That was solid. That, that scene was great, too, because, like, even though it didn't necess- it didn't, like, directly involve Saw stuff, it was still gruesome in a Saw way. Like, like, like the yeah, bit with his leg, dude's leg is yeah. really awesome and gratuitous. Like, that scene is, is great. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. Also, to quote by my, my Buddy Ted, not very realistic that they didn't just shoot the dog on the stairs immediately. Like right. Like, being like cops, like, <laughs> yeah, they just, like, fucking blast yeah. the dog and keep moving.
0: Yeah, they're like, hey, get that dog out of here it's like yeah, you no know, real like cops almost polite have, about it real cops would have emptied their clips into that dog <laughs> yeah honestly
1: they would have emptied the clips into literally everyone on the staircase yeah. like the whole yeah. thing yeah um everyone has a weapon that would have been fine yeah a lot of a lot of goofy shit i'm trying to think another funny thing is getting into the final spoiler to to yeah, uh to ted into that. ted called it within like 15 minutes of him watching the movie he was just like he, he was just like, "Hey, it's this person, isn't it?" I just didn't say anything until I got there. Like, really funny. Man, like, yeah, see, I was trying.
0: I called the wrong person because, like the the voice the the voice on the recording is like a woman's voice. And so I thought it was the, the police captain. I was like, yeah, that would be dumb enough for this movie. Is that like the the captain of the police department is a jigsaw disciple? But nope, it turns out to be spoilers, I guess, whatever. Turns out to be his fresh faced new partner mm-hmm. who is holding a grudge because Chris Rock's old partner who he turned in to internal affairs and Got him to spend time in prison. Uh, unjustly murdered the dude's father when he was a child.
1: I really thought it was Sam Jackson for for a minute too. I thought I thought. Um... They they played that up in a, in a fun way. Oh, I think way. that like, would have been too he's, obvious. He's he's regularly gone. I also just it I was wishful thinking. I liked the idea well, I mean, of like Sam up, Jackson. You it know, ends being, being like, largely yeah, like, Sam know, like, Jackson's
0: fault because like live Sam, or die,
1: the choice is yours, motherfucker. Like like that's fucking funny, man. Because like, when
0: Sam Jackson was police captain, he. Instituted some policy that literally just allowed cops to take the law into their own hands. They just call it uh, Article Eight. They never say what it is, yeah, but
1: just, yeah, Sam Jackson like uh, puts into play uh, Order Sixty Six. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: and we see it a couple of times. Like the the guy who dies in the Chinese finger trap. When we find out that he, you know, he died because he murdered somebody. We see the the dash cam of the traffic stop where he like pulls some over is like I need to see your license and registration please and the dude like reaches his hand out of the car and gives him the middle finger and he just pulls his gun and like <laughs> empties he his Unloads
1: into, into d- that dude. Fucking <laughs> <And the, laughs> like, awesome. It's
0: cheesy though, as shit. It's cheesy as shit and it made me laugh but like legitimately not outside the realm of possibility. Oh I know. In the American police system the only thing they got wrong is that the arm that reached out of the car and gave him the middle finger was white and not black <laughs> like that's that's the only but yeah so it turns out that his partner has spent years trying to get into the police department so he can wreak vengeance on the corrupt cops, the corrupt department that killed his dad, and he offers Sam Jackson the opportunity... Not Sam Jackson. He offers Chris Rock the opportunity to work with him and identify the corrupt cops so he can jigsaw them. Yeah. I uh, thought
1: it was fun. I thought
0: it was fucking stupid. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was really dumb. I... The fact that they
2: didn't kill Chris Rock makes me think they're trying to set up for a sequel material, but I don't. They think have this, to
0: leave it open, but I don't think, I don't gonna think this movie one, is going to get a sequel. I can't imagine this movie has been successful enough for them to justify that. I hope also, what the
2: fuck would they do with the sequel? Chris Rock knows who the dude is. Man, that's
0: the fucking stupid thing at the very you end. You start when- the
2: movie with killing Chris Rock. He's like like
1: that's how you 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 do your opener.
0: He's like beating up his partner or whatever like as the SWAT team is like sawing their way into the room and then they like He has it set up so Sam Jackson is on strings like a puppet and he raises up what looks like a gun so the SWAT team just fucking ventilates him while the actual killer gets onto an elevator. But the last fucking shot of the movie is Chris Rock pointing at him in the elevator as the doors close. And Chris Rock is still alive. It's like, all he has to do is tell the SWAT team, like, that dude's not getting away. Like... (laughs) They,
1: you don't know where that he has that elevator brig to go to a Saw secret movie, floor. Every
0: single Saw movie ends with somebody yeah. slamming a door, uh, yeah. and they did that in this one with the elevator. Door, except they didn't say game over.
2: Yeah, which I was uh, bugged about. Is, Come oh, on, he should have said it. game over. He should give have said that. that. Should have said
0: game over. But also, it's like all Chris Rock has to be like, "It's my partner. He's he's in the elevator." Like the whole building is nah, surrounded. Like I was by saying. Thoughts. Like I was saying.
1: Like he's he's got everything thought through because he's 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 a saw guy. He rigged the elevator to drop off on a secret basement floor that they don't know to find that leads to the sewers and he can get away. That, there you go. Done. He could easily get away in, in the fucking Saw universe. You can
0: stupid, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we do need to wrap up soon, but yes. let's talk, let's, let's talk a little bit about, like, the stupid misdirection where they fake kill off the partner midway through the movie to, like, make people think that he's not the killer.
2: See, that's when I knew he was the killer. Because well, yeah. they, they show, the way they show it is they show a piece of his skin with his tattoo on it
0: yeah his his quote-unquote son's name tattooed on his arm which he's talked about multiple times in the movie we find out it's actually his father's name and he doesn't have a son but he has charlie tattooed on his forearm
2: yeah and uh, you know up to then every time they show the aftermath they show the trap
0: Yes, And this is the
2: only time which where they didn't and show also, the trap? And also, we don't
0: hear the full tape. They find they find a skinned body in a butcher's shop. And they find a piece of skin that has the, ta- the Charlie tattoo on it. And they're like, oh, it's my partner. Goddamn, he done got got by the jigsaw. But we hear the start of the tape. Hello, detective such and such, I want to play a game. And then it sort of like fades off and we don't hear it. And we never see what that what actually happened in that trap like we have with every other person who's been put in a trap. So like
1: Wait, I thought we did. Wasn't it someone else? It was one of the same well, traps. We, well
0: we do we do at the end, but yeah. what I'm saying is that like the guy who got his fingers ripped off, like they find his body, then we see as the audience him in the trap get it like suffering, being tortured, getting his fingers ripped off. That is the only one that we don't see. When it happens, Mm -hmm. because we find out at the end that he found a, a meth head tattooed his dad's name onto the dude's arm in the exact same font as what he has on his own arm. So he's also a tattoo artist and then well, skinned I mean, you just and need a stencil. Yeah,
1: like it's it's a it's text.
0: You do just need a stencil, but also like a landscape. But also like a you do just need a stencil, but also like a fresh tattoo. The skin like the skin is red it, and like, raw and livid. Yeah. And the skin was because it was ripped off. It like... wasn't, though. It wasn't. It wasn't.
1: <laughs> I'm willing to let that one slide.
0: It wasn't. But whatever, yeah, that was a, a pretty a pretty fucking stupid misdirection. I like. What did you guys opinion. think of the, the, the stupid blast trap?
1: Oh, I thought it was great. It was fun. It was fun too because we had like Chris Rock interacting with it. You know, like he's he's in the scene. Um, he's in that the dungeon. Was,
0: that was one that felt very much like that was one of the only traps that felt very much like a true saw trap. Where I the like, finger
1: trap was pretty true saw like.
0: Yeah, that one too. But what I mean is in the sense where the person who's quote unquote being tested has the opportunity to save the person in the trap, but they have to decide whether they want to forgive them or whatnot, where it's like you put that another person's life in that person's life's hand. Yeah, the forgiveness traps hands. Yeah.
1: like um, are definitely a part of the the franchise, and I've always thought that they they kind of undermine Jigsaw's whole. Yes, point.
0: they do. Like, because they you're they're taking, you're taking. He's he's literally like just killing people. Yeah,
2: you're taking the agency from the other person. Yeah. They're not. Having any yeah. trap. Which the whole point was like anyone could be yeah. redeemed? Like, I said that was the who's whole in idea. Trap
0: doesn't have a chance to redeem themselves, it's putting their life in the hands of somebody who hates them. So, like, yeah, it very much undermines Jigsaw's thing. And the whole point is like teaching forgiveness or whatever, but also. The ones who don't get forgiven just die, you know? (laughs) The last little thing that I want to touch on, and this is something we kind of argued about as well after the movie, is that the actual killer does not... He doesn't feel like he actually subscribes to jigsaw's philosophy or whatever in his monologue at the end he only mentions jigsaw once and the line is something like uh john kramer was right about the spiral it's a symbol of change or whatever and also nowhere in any of the other eight movies leading up to this like john Kramer moralizes and philosophizes a lot
1: he finds uh, my my favorite line from him i i I find the concept of matrimony fascinating but never once (laughs)
0: does that even never once in eight films does he mention the spiral as a symbol so he uses it though he does use it but out of all out of all the things that they wanted to pull from John Kramer's philosophy. Pulling something that was never expressed in any of the other movies was a weird one.
1: I well, you know, I thought it worked because like he uses spirals a lot, those symbols. And again, like there's no, there's like the pig mask. There's less subscribed to it than that. Like other than like saws spin. I think that's like the the whole idea behind them. And also like the the little. Jigsaw puppet, you know, has a little yeah, spirally rose cheese on his cheeks. But like
0: for somebody like John Kramer, who waxes poetic at literally any given opportunity for multiple minutes at a time about like his philosophy, and he talks about symbols constantly, and every trap is like this symbolizes this. Like that's Jigsaw's whole thing. So it's like you have you have a wealth of quote unquote symbols to choose from, but they fix fixate on one that is a visual symbol that John Kramer himself never talks about.
1: Because that allows them to, like... Impose their own philosophy on it in a new way, which I, I thought. Sure, I thought was but good.
0: he, but then, but the one line that the killer has about yeah, John Kramer about is it. that would have been good. Is that John Kramer was right about the spiral as a symbol? But like, what when? When did John Kramer talk about the spiral oh, as a symbol? Okay. So here's he what he says: it's it. a symbol of change. So what if we apply it to a whole department instead of just an individual?
1: So I was able to like infer this but i i think i think y'all really needed it as a scene and i think i think that's valid and i think the film could have been better with it a scene where our killer we see them actively become obsessed with jigsaw yes. mm-hmm. like and they maybe find a literal book of saw it, like, can like, it can obviously it can obviously
0: be inferred through from the fact that he tries that he becomes a John Kramer copycat killer. Yeah, it's it can obviously be inferred. You're not wrong because like, he's a that he
1: yeah. is a disciple in the way that like you can be a disciple of someone you've never met. Like you can you can yeah. like follow the but teachings. The I would loved if you know. it was
2: literal at the same time. If it, John Kramer was like the kid's neighbor or something in the apartment. The point yeah. is is that
0: all of the other disciples of John Kramer are people. That he has tested they are people who have survived a, a test and that he has taken under his wing. And this guy was obviously a child when John Kramer was doing his shit. So whatever. But like, yeah, I think there needed to be some kind of scene like why this child fixated on Kramer on the jigsaw killer specifically and decided to apply his teachings well, to his revenge there needed, there was something missing because he has one line about it, one single line. And for, for like a whole movie to be based on that, there needs to be, I, I, I think there needs to be a little bit more
1: mm-hmm. at you know, least a little bit. More. You know what would have been rad? Okay, so Jigsaw was like around and killing around uh, the time that his father was killed, right? Dig this, right? Um, this would be a fun way to tie it in, right? There are, okay, there are two ways you can do it. Really, his father was killed, and we just need to see him like as a child, like watching the Saw Killer on the news and have be- being like imprinted by that, because like at the time that would make sense. It's like okay, like like as a kid, you, you know, you're a little sponge. He's you see your father die with news
0: about and John then Crane. and then like you're imprinted
1: yeah. on like a, a different like way of seeking justice like um, he's watching he's he's watching the news like his mo like is already Mm -hmm. built for that like i can just envision that have have it happened in the movie and i think that the film kind of expects you to see that or believe that it's in the title it's it's there i just i think that yeah like it would have been But they're also trying to
0: present this as a movie you can watch without having seen the rest of the saw franchise yeah but at this but then they're trying they're saying oh yeah well people just infer that but i think you're absolutely right all it really needs is like we need to see like a montage or something of him as a kid, like seeing the news reports about oh another jigsaw victim has been found. This mm-hmm. victim had to do such and such. The killer continues to escape the police while he teaches lessons about such and such, and the kid and like imprint that imprinting that on him and growing up and trying to like twist that philosophy into like his own revenge plan and instead they're just say they're just telling us oh you get it why not? okay and it's like I do get it but that doesn't mean it's good enough for me you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah it would have been nice to have Here's my other idea right and this ties back into the idea of doing like a sci-fi saw and that is it happens around that time and he gets a little green box like the ones that he was giving out to the other detectives yeah. he gets a little green box right and in in that is a key. Or something. Or uh, some sort of, like, uh, Lamentation Cube-esque device that will only unlock or open, like, when he reaches a certain age and then it takes him it's like a key or something right and it takes him to a facility and you know, like he goes down the elevator maybe it's in that same building he goes down the elevator you know for convenience he goes down the elevator the doors open and it's Jigsaw's secret lair yes. his, it's the Jigsaw vault Jigsaw has has written whole theses and manifestos and and books and left recorded yes, tapes yes. of, like, of all of his shit and he finds it right like and he finds this secret Jigsaw vault and here's what's cool here's what's neat about this this could still be done in the next movie that's like, head head-ass like, and, convoluted and, and he finds enough the to secret saw perfectly bolt. and and what what he does with it is he takes all this information and he turns it into an ai right like he oh, makes yeah. he builds the, the john kramer yeah. ai and he, get this i even have i even have the choice of the end figured out right uh just right right here on the podcast he does it they go through the whole thing chris rock is put in some scenario or some other detective um, is put through a fun vault dungeon, you know, of like Jigsaw's original creations. Because here's the thing, right? Like, Jigsaw's prevent- presented as like a Da Vinci esque character, right? So, like, he created all these saw traps, but what if he had like a whole book of other ones that he 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 had dreamed he of, but never, but never had the chance yeah. to build? And so now, like, this person he's passed on the torch to them, and they can they can carry on the legacy in, in a cool way. And again, like, he doesn't have to have gone through the trial with him directly. Like that 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 you can yeah. skip that. No, like, you're, you're no. yeah yeah. So we move on. We move on with this, right? So he's built the AI. Our Chris Rock is like uh, is is put through the thing or whatever, and he manages to get through it at the end. And this is his choice. Right? This is the choice he has. He can either let the AI go <laughs> in some way, right? Like let the AI be downloaded to like a new source. Or he can destroy the AI, but all of Jigsaw's like manifestos, like the the literal book of Saw, is is set out for free online.
0: Is released on the internet. Is
1: released so that oh, anyone can get a hold yeah. of it. And of course that's how the movie would end, right? Like Um, uh, Maybe there's a power outage and it fucks up and it just happens anyway. All the manifestos are released and you just see like tons of like a bunch edgy, of like
0: incels, edgy incels, yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's in a B for Vendetta like, mask and yeah, like typing like away at keyboard, downloading the the Book of Saw, or yeah, whatever. like a bunch <laughs> of anons <laughs> like
1: get a hold of it, and then and then you have your amazing third movie in this new trilogy, like where it's a bunch of like fucking oh, yeah. anons like getting their hands on Saw, which would be an actual nightmare. So like, uh yeah, bro. like that's, See, that's, that's that's my kind pitch. That's my pitch for the franchise. That's kind convoluted,
0: stupid shit that I want, from any contemporary Continuation of Saw and this movie feels like it's quote unquote above that kind of thing and that's that's why it doesn't work for me in a lot of ways because it's not like it's trying to build on the legacy of one of the most head-ass horror franchises that's ever existed but it's not head-ass enough
1: see I thought I thought yeah. the, the the first one kind of felt like it was above other horror movies you know like there's there's a pretentious element to I mean, it but and- the
0: first the first one laid the groundwork it's not yeah. it's not the same like, yeah Gets, and, oh, in
2: fairness, the first one gets convoluted as fuck. Yeah. With yes. the whole Zep misdirection. For like sure. I almost expected them to do more of a misdirection in this one, speaking
0: of which That the that the killer had a Patsy who yeah. was playing their own get yeah, that's that's a very uh, that's a saw thing that uh is done multiple times unfortunately i like um, they didn't do that because it's been done
2: before we we rate let i want to talk about the the 21 savage song yes
0: yes the film ends (laughs) after best way with with the greatest needle drop in cinema history maybe certainly the best of the year best of the year somebody went out and uh got 21 savage to do a uh, a trap song that samples the saw theme
1: <laughs> fucking awesome and th- there were fucking <sighs> uh, amazing i was
0: i was surprised in general how the majority of the soundtrack of this movie was just trap music it was yeah. weird I it was it. like i i get it trap music it's a, a saw movie yeah. it's about traps like <laughs> yeah I, I, I get i get what they're going for uh it was it was unexpected but god damn for this stupid fucking ending this movie had to cut to credits and get a fucking 21 savage saw song where the chorus includes Such lines as, I'ma let it spin like a a spiral. spiral. (laughs) I'ma do a number two with my rifle. I'ma do a number two with my rifle. Y'all
1: watch out. He's gonna take a shit with his rifle. He's
0: shitting on him, bro. Do, 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 do.
1: Awesome. Fucking amazing. The yeah, corniest that was, goddamn frankly, things I've ever frankly, seen. Frankly,
0: the best the best part of this movie. Like that was the hardest that I laughed at anything in this movie is when <laughs> is when that song started. Um, it is it, it, Da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. 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 with like an eight oh eight trap beat.
1: So good.
0: So incredibly tone deaf and stupid. Yes. Incredible. I absolutely loved it but uh let's let 's rate this thing we yeah, have gone, we've we 've gone yeah. very long on this one. Uh, as we, Like a to return start?
1: to form, as our, uh, the, the first episode our I was por- on that our was long porn as shit. The episode
0: is the longest episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> yeah, so it was a, it's a return. Yeah. We, we ourselves were doing it during an it's homage. The longest, it's the longest I've ever spent editing an episode. This one will not be as bad, but that torture porn episode we recorded for four and a half hours, and I spent 22 hours editing it down to the Jesus. two and a half hours that it is. Jesus Christ. So, um,. Yeah. yeah, we're returning to our own roots with a long ass saw episode.
1: Yeah, um, I'll start. Yeah, go for it. I've been torn uh, for days now, um, uh, whether I was going to rate this a three point five or a four. And I was thinking like, I'll I'll hold until you know we, we've talked our way through it. But like, I still fucking love this movie. I enjoyed all of the content. I thought the the divergences were fun for me. Uh, I liked the changes that they made, and I hope that they implement some of those ideas in the next one. Um, and I really, I, I know that like it's it's not doing great right now, but I would, I, I God, I want more. I, I just, it, I, I think like Saw is is such a, a a fucking wacky franchise that I don't care what they do with it. You know, like I don't I don't care like about the legacy of it in that respect. Though I think a, a new movie that did would be fun. But um, anywho point being i thought it was fucking great I'm, I'm gonna give it a, a, a good four just a nice a nice a nice wow. happy four i had a wonderful time i'd be happy to watch it again and it was just fun to see speed ramping in 2021 like i <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't exp- i wasn't ready
0: speed ramping for it. in a not zack snyder movie i wanted
1: i wanted uh darren lynn balsman to be darren lynn balsman and i got that in this movie oh another thing we didn't really talk about is like the insane overuse of rack focus play Like, every fucking shot has rack focusing in it. Like, there's, like, constantly, like, shifting blur and focus, and there's only ever, like, one singular thing in focus, and then everything else is blurred out in every shot go back and look at it you'll see what i mean
0: are you similar to army of the dead actually. yeah i couldn't
1: unsee it i i feel like army of the dead is a little bit more painterly in the way that like it approaches it also like less artificial like i don't know uh, uh and and army of the dead also has like a lot more going on with color and many other things that i think justify like that the like focal play to here i felt like it was constant and corny but anywho that's it. That's it for me. For, I, I, good good old four. Ben.
2: So, coming out of this movie, I mentioned that it was both better and worse than I was expecting. Mm. I think it's definitely better than I was expecting in that the traps feel more in the world than they did in Jigsaw, for example. Yeah. Much yeah. less sterile, very much in the style and ethos of Saw. And I think part of that is Darren Lynn Bowsman, but also worse than I was expecting because. They kind of feel like an afterthought in the Seven-esque story. Oh, man, is the ending so dumb. You know, after watching all of them, I would put this one squarely in the middle of my ranking, probably. You know, it's not the worst of the Saw franchise, but it's certainly not the best. I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I definitely side more with you, Ben. I, I think I would overall put it in the lower quadrant of, like, middle of the of the franchise for me. I did not particularly enjoy this movie. It had some fun moments, um, but it, at the same time, it was missing a lot of the soul that I wanted from Saw. And I, I think I should also mention that, like... In rewatching the Saw franchise, like as much tenderness as I have for the movies and as much as I like them, despite the fact that they're bad, the highest rating I have for any of them is a three and a half out of five. That is the peak of the Saw franchise for me, Uh, so I could never put this anywhere near as high as a four like Cleveland did. Uh, It's going to be a two out of five for me. Which will give Spiral an average of 2.8 out of 5 pods. Um, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do. Yes. Uh, we have some predictions for this movie, but also uh, in all the fun, last week we forgot to cover our predictions wait. from Army of the Dead. So wait, we're going to do wait, both. Wait, of them.
1: wait, wait. This is a horror podcast. We have some house creeping to do.
0: Yes, we have some uh, house creeping to do. Got him, perfect. So why don't we start with uh, Army of the Dead? Sure. And our so to quickly
2: recap, uh, T.C. you have two points so far. You won both Godzilla ones. Nice. And Cleve, you won both of the Oxygen ones. Hell yeah, I did. Uh, we'll start with Army of the Dead. So Uh-oh. T.C. predicted it would have a Rotten Tomatoes of fifty-eight. Cleve, you said seventy, and I said sixty-seven. It had 69. Oh! oh! So we were right within one point of each other there. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Damn. you barely squeaked that out and also got that. 69. Nice. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So Cleveland gets another point, uh, nice. up to three points now. Good. Uh, and uh, in terms of rating, collectively, uh, TC predicted it would get a one and a half out of us. Ooh. Cleve, you Not predicted a two. Yeah, I wasn't and either. And I <laughs> predicted a two and a half. Uh, oh shit! And so Ben, ben won oh, that one. Yeah, I won yeah. with low expectations. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we all. Yeah, had you em. had
0: the highest of our low expectations. Where if we don't, if we count just the three of us, it would have had a unanimous four and a half out of five. <laughs> it was Eugene and Sam that brought that one down. But uh, uh, I mean, yeah. Ben would have won regardless. Yeah.
2: So. Damn. And so spiral with time. Spiral you predicted it would have a 55 on Rotten Tomatoes. Cleve, you predicted 75. I predicted 58. Ooh, wait, wait. And this is
0: right me. I think
1: I accidentally saw the, the Rotten Tomatoes. It was a thirty-seven. Oh, I didn't. Oh, oh! my god. Tees, you won it. There oh! you go. Yeah, you got that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought Ben was gonna Aww. get me by by prices well, rating me on that nope. one.
1: Tease, I'm I'm happy for you for winning. I'm I'm bummed out for for the nah, movie. Nah, this movie sucks. Yeah, it, it doesn't but a thirty. Like thirty-seven. Thirty-seven
2: though. Like
0: Yeah, that's, that's that is lower than that I was is, expecting. That's it's lower not a good than it movie, deserves. but it's lower than I was expecting. Yeah, it doesn't yeah.
2: deserve a thirty seven. Well, for our communal ratings, Tees, you predicted it would be a two and a half. From us. Mm-hmm. Cleve, you said Ooh. four. And I said two point three. Yes, I got that one too. So nice. you got that yes. one as well. Hey. So you are currently in the lead. The curse is broken, T with four yes, sir. points. Cleve yeah. has three and I have one. Mm-hmm. Not doing well this year. Better catch up, well, bud.
0: We have uh you. we'll have another opportunity to update those rankings next week as uh our new episode uh will. Be talking about another new film, uh, another one that has been long anticipated. It's time for A Quiet Place Part 2. With a special guest. With a special guest, yeah. Long-time listeners of the pod might remember that our buddy Joe Shea joined us for our discussion of A Quiet Place Part One, and he will be back to talk about Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, so tune in next week for that. That should be a good time.
1: I, yeah, we're actually going to finish up podcast here, and uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to watch uh, Quiet Place. Yeah, we're about for to rewatch. Time.
0: We're about to rewatch the first Quiet Place right when we get done recording here. Yeah, so I've never um, seen it before. Hell yeah! Coming to a free-ish. Right. Well, before we wrap up, uh, we got to get paid.
1: Oh, that's right. Got to get paid. The sponsor <laughs> shelf is extending an arm. The sponsor shelf is hungry. Yeah. Oh dear. the The arm has developed a head, and it has a face. And oh, it's 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 your face, Matisse. That that's uncanny. And oh, wait, look, it's sticking its tongue out, and on that tongue is a piece of paper. That's horrifying. Why? Why is the sponsor shelf taken on your likeness? The sponsor
0: shelf is becoming more powerful by the day.
1: It it really is, and it was already really powerful. All right. So, anywho, let's let's see what this this wretched beast has given me for money. Uh, uh, this this, this episode. Of, of Pod People is brought to you by a very long uh, thing. It's, a uh, it, This episode is brought to you by Daniel Day-Lewis playing Whoopi Goldberg at the Academy... at the Academy Award-winning film Whoop, There It Is. <laughs> uh, well... Uh, I mean that that is that is the sponsor that is the whole of the sponsor Daniel day Lewis Lewis playing whoopi Goldberg in the Academy award-winning film whoop there it is um, a truly not,
0: memorable performance yes that, uh, uh Wow, he really! Incredible. In character well, before, yeah, it? That,
1: that we already we already kind of got that with um, oh god, what's his name? Uh, with the the white hair, he's in everything like Good Place and all the others. He dated Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Ted Danson, yeah, like doing Ted Blackface, doing Blackface. Yeah, yeah. It would it would be fun a fun
0: fact. Daniel Day Lewis actually studied uh, Ted Danson doing Blackface. Uh, in for, that role yeah for, for woof yeah. there it to is play Whoopi, goldberg, <laughs> yeah. Whoopi Whoop, goldberg there it is
1: yeah incredible uh uh the the famous star trek character Guinan herself uh uh yes amongst other many incredible roles such as um, sister
2: act 2
1: sister act 2 back in the habit or the that detective uh uh dinosaur one that's name escapes me uh yes there there are many Incredible moments in this film to, to capture from Whoopi Goldberg's and uh, incredible Lewis career. Daniel Day-Lewis
0: is truly a treasure, one of the most versatile <laughs> method actors of our day. Uh, we're truly, so
1: master, we, master we thank, of his craft.
0: We thank him in Whoop There It Is for sponsoring this episode of the podcast.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sponsor Shell, for giving us this sponsor. And thank you, Whoopi Goldberg, for being a national treasure. <gasps>
0: Alright, well that'll bring us to the end of this week's episode. If you like the show, hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and at letterbox.com slash PodPeoplePod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. Also, we have a Patreon now. If you want to support the boys, head on over to Patreon.com slash PodPeoplePod. We've got a couple of different uh, patron tiers over there that you can take a look at but if you're not in a place to uh financially support the show that's okay none of our content is paywalled you will still get every episode for free Mm -hmm. so uh if you choose to become a patron we love and appreciate you but if not we still love and appreciate you for listening Uh, you can follow me on twitter at some spooky snake
2: i'm on twitter at mr
1: sheets and i'm occasionally tweeting for light arc studios we put out progress on its stairs back we're making good progress this week we uh introduced some cool loot stuff into the game that's really fun uh some cool new treasures that you can find in the world um but uh yeah you can also find my work on ArtStation. i occasionally do freelance stuff when i'm uh but for the most part i am doing work for dread xp as we put out cool horror indie games um uh you know currently in the pipeline is uh the spookware game which is going to be amazing uh i can't i can't say too much about it right now other than it looks fucking awesome um and to to get hype for all sorts of fun horror mini games and a warioware-esque game it looks rad uh I'll more on that later in other podcasts but uh yeah for the time being that's uh i believe that is it from me uh apart from also to make note that do you know, the 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 bit where Ted Danson did blackface, like that Whoopi Goldberg like wrote <laughs> his lines for that. Like I don't know, I just I've been thinking about that a lot lately. The uh, really really weird situation there, but yeah, yeah, because it was it was a it was a, her roast and it was her idea. So
2: I don't... I Feels don't, like entrapment, huh? It
1: really does. It really does. I don't... like. Uh, I think I know the morality of that one, but it's a weird one for sure. Uh, but yeah, I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. That's all. That's well, all for me.
0: Thanks for following us on this downward spiral. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
2: Out of trials and tribulations, now I'm smiling Say he wanted smoke, we at the table doing the plotting We gon' slide with your shit up, making home for you a siren B-Fat. I'ma let him spin like a spiral up. I don't got no love for no rival up. Put him on the news, he went viral Pussy. I took a number two with my rifle Pussy. Every car I mean, I got the title a oh, gang, I turn a model to a hiker yeah. I know they want me dead, I got a Keltek in his rifle I hit all the vibes on the low, cause I'm a sniper 20. it's obvious call me soft cause I laugh when I